Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's prominent media. We'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, hello everyone and welcome to another review of the Experts Podcast. That's where we get a chance to go back and have a, a look at some of the highlights of our recent podcasts that we think that you might enjoy. And uh, and I couldn't do it without Carmen Braywood. Hello, Carms. Hi, Nick Hayes. I like that, yeah, we're just going to get on and do a review of our own podcast. It's awesome, five stars. You should listen, you know, one of those. It's one of those most ridiculous in-house kind of reviews. No, we're actually taking a look back, a different sense of the word review yeah, so that back. we can it's highlight It's one things. of our most popular podcasts. Yeah, it's yeah. our most popular podcast because – it work? actually gives you a chance. If you listen to this one, you can go back and, and find the ones that you want, If you particularly if you're new to the show. I tell mm. you what, we get more hits on this one than we do on many of our other podcasts. So watch out for this. Now, <laughs> I want to take you back to the start of the year. Uh, yeah. Ali Polishuk, who is someone that you do a lot of work with, she talked to us about reels. She talked to us from a journalist, a producer's point of view, on how to prepare content. I love that one. Yeah, Ali is an amazing talent and we're so lucky to have her in Perth at the moment. She's Russian. She uh, found herself in Australia after the pandemic. She's in a relationship with an Aussie guy and wasn't able to go home. And as we know, things have changed over in Europe as well. And she has embarked. Oh, exactly. And so Ali's background is, yeah, broadcast journalism. So she's worked as a TV editor putting together stories that grab the attention of viewers in a news sense. And you know the news are the masters of grabbing eyeballs and keeping them on the screen in a very short amount of time. And Ali's been able to integrate that into her offering as a reels and business coach on Instagram, right? So if you're in business, if you're telling stories for your personal or business brand, Ali is an expert at helping you to craft a message that gets attention quickly using the modern tools that we have available to us on social media. And yeah, that's why I've teamed up with Ali to help educate my clients in a confidence on camera and modern media training space to use social media more effectively. And she's got some really good insights in that episode. What we tell a lot of our experts and a lot of people that are looking to engage the media is start thinking like the media. And Mm. this is where I think this is quite special with Ali is that uh, she's already got a media mindset about her and a producer and a news journalist producer's approach to it, which is just critical for any expert or commentator that's looking to engage the media. Yeah, putting things into those right. three to four word headlines, I think, is one of those Yeah, great takeaways from that app. One of the great uh, uh, joys that I get to do as part of Media Stable and a little program called Meet the Media is that Media Stable has partnered with MediaNet to deliver Australia's best uh, media introduction event. And Amrita Sidhu, uh, who is the MD of uh, MediaNet, came onto the show because they had the 2023 Media Landscape Report. And God, did we enjoy that because... <laughs> 
it was some intel into telling us what was going on behind and what the journalists were concerned about, what they worry about, what are the things that make them tick and what their concerns are for the future of media. And I, I really, I love this. I love this because it's the intel that you need mm. to be able to understand what is going on the other end of the media so that you're far more successful in your communication between the two. I love oh, exactly. it. I think we've got to hear more from her. In fact, we've got to hear from the, uh, we're going to hear from her again on the PR side, how that has come to play. Uh, we'll be talking to her again shortly. Yeah, the state of play for journalism, you know, the journalists are, you know, really quite concerned by this column ownership of media that we're experiencing in Australia and if not the world, you know, so there are journalists who will have more and more to do than they ever had. You know, they'll be writing maybe for their core business for, say, a TV news, but they're also having to create online content or submit stories for radio. So if you know that when you're pitching to journalists, it just gives you that edge. So definitely listen to that episode. The 2023 Media Landscape Report was some good stuff. There is some really good intel and you can actually download the report yourself. It actually, all the details are in that podcast. Now, uh, Professional Speakers Australia, you spoke there. We had Dr. Neville East on the show to have a chat to her about uh, her communications expertise, but she just happened to be at that time the president of the hmm. PSA. And it was just before the PSA convention, which it was a ripper. Yeah, that was back um, in was, Melbourne. Uh, good intro. It was. Tell us a little bit about the PSA convention and what you got from it, Carms. Yeah, it was a really cracking few days that, that I was able to be there for. The first day that I attended and spoke was a series of workshops that are going to help those people in the professional speaking space. So anyone who earns a living as a person who uses their voice, so you don't have to be necessarily on the speaker circuit. You could be making a living as a, as a presenter like I do, as a broadcaster. And so they were able to benefit from so many different presentations uh, in terms of skilling up the business side of what you do as a speaker. And so from my point of view, how to create engaging content on your social media and to get on camera uh, for the pandemic, you know, we had a lot of professional speakers and this came up a lot during this episode of the podcast who, who kind of said, oh, look, oh, Bali's, I, I'm going to lose my entire career now because I can't go into venues and speak in front of real people anymore. It was the savvy speakers who said, mm. I'm going to learn a new skill. I'm going to engage a lens instead of a human and I'm going to create a marketable product that is a virtual presentation. And the ones who are able to do that still have speaking businesses today. And if you think the virtual presentation is dead, you have another thing coming. It is an alternative, very viable product. And that's definitely something that came out of the PSA convention this year in Melbourne. Oh, the other thing that came out of it Nick is that next year's convention is here in Western Australia. It'll be at Perth at the Double Tree by Hilton on Elizabeth Key in March. And yeah, tickets are on sale for that now. So if you're a, a professional speaker or one in the making, you want to be at that event. Plus, you get to come to Perth. Get to come to Perth and get to see Carmen. That's what you get to do. Yay. <laughs> uh, that would be a lot of fun. And look, it, it is, I, I think. I think you're spot on regarding because speakers love an audience. They love people. Mm -hmm. um, but a big portion of their future revenue will be still on the online space. And I think if they've learned how to do that and do that well, they will do it. I, I saw Michael McQueen do a, a massive one just recently. Mm. And, uh, you know, he loves an audience, but 
if you're good in front of the camera, you're going to do very well. Now, we had Amber Danes on just straight after Dr. Nera Leeson. Amber is one of the great media trainers based in Sydney who's who's got a, got a little bit of it all. But one of the lines she used in our podcast is silence breeds suspicion. And I oh. love that as a, as a sort of call sign for all experts and commentators out there. Don't sit there. Don't be silent. Don't hide behind your desk. Don't be that person that avoids communicating or avoids the media because your silence will breed suspicion. I love that line, Carms. Yeah, it's so important to remember that when you say nothing, other people will fill the gaps, will assume, will will make those assumptions. And, And, you know, assumption or perception is reality. Sadly, if you have a perception that you're inadvertently feeding through your silence, you've got a problem. So you need to get out there on the front foot and tell your story. Uh, Be trained for the media and Amber is, as you say, an excellent person to go and see about that. She is indeed. Now, Viv Anthon was on the show and Viv Anthon, I always remember Viv. Uh, It's a funny story at Media Stable because Mm. they said to us, what do we need a gift wrapping expert for? (laughs) <laughs> Why would you want a gift wrapping expert? You're not going to be able to use her for print or radio or oh. Uh, oh, even TV. Wouldn't be that <laughs> interested. This Viv Anthon, I tell you what, she's an absolute superstar. To the point, she almost she had her own segment on Studio Ten. Mm. Uh, they loved her so much because, as much as her expertise is around gift wrapping, it's her character. It is her natural character that came alive that media loves. And I think it's a really good one to have a listen to when you think that your expertise might not be enough to get you over the line. Have a listen to Viv's uh, podcast because it is her character that gets that story. It's what makes her shine. Yeah, it was her ability. She tells a very cool story in the podcast. You'll hear it when uh, when you dive in and have a listen about taking the opportunity to just riff with the with the cast of the show, and that helped her land that regular spot. I will point out though, gift wrapping one of the most popular things that you can watch on TikTok, on Instagram Reels in modern day society, YouTube. You know, we are on to the fact that gift wrapping makes excellent visual content, but it's, it's Viv's capacity to to go with it, to roll with whatever the presenters need from her at the time um, that makes her a really generous contributor and one that has been so successful. So if you want that for yourself, if you want that regular spot on a TV show, and who wouldn't, then um, you need to hear Viv insight she's incredible i love the fact that you raised that uh, gift wrapping is such a big thing on tiktok <laughs> and the insta and stuff like that but cat videos beat it so i don't know whether <laughs> you're really complimenting her at all calms but uh, <laughs> no that that's uh, it is interesting and i look i I've, I've known viv for a long time and she has just that beautiful nature about it that i try to encourage it's natural character that you want it in every one of your experts because being authentically you, real you, really, really powerful. Mm. Moving on, Olympia Kwiatkowski, a 4BC presenter, Queensland. Uh, she does a bit of weekend presenting on, on Queensland radio, but also too, I've known her since she was a producer, uh, a weather girl. She's done everything. She used to do those weather reports. In fact, I've heard her weather reports right around the country. Mm. Uh, Olympia is a storyteller and she's got this natural inquisitiveness 
this natural yearning to find out what it is, what the story really is. And I, we got a lot out of that podcast. Yeah, great appreciation from Olivia too for the local elements of radio and what makes radio so, uh, it's, it's just so resourceful and sustained through the communities that it broadcasts to. You know, Olympia doing that weekend broadcast gig that she does on 4BC, you know, has an appreciation for a good local yarn and getting it on the radio immediately. Any of us seeking to engage the media, you know, don't want to forget the fact that radio and the people who make it, you know, people love it and it does local good stories that need airtime immediately really, really well. If you listen to that podcast really carefully, we asked her a couple of times about the support and things that she got through her time and I loved her very key message there was that she did this and she did it all herself. Hmm. And I, I think from support from family and friends, there didn't seem to be a lot. But her tenacity, her her real desire to get to the story, to find the story and to be a part of the media where she's had a few knocks. She's had a few knocks in it through her working life as well. And uh, But she just gets back up and does it again. I, I think she's uh, she's fantastic and a lot to learn from her. Now, here's one. I think uh, well, Big Brother, Mike Goldman, the voice of the not not, not the one that says this is Big Brother, no. but the commentator around it, Mike Goldman. He's he's a storyteller. You've actually done some work with him on the stage, um, but a really fascinating guy. He's more than just Big Brother these days, though, because uh, he actually even had a bit of a laugh and giggle at us because we were so heavily focused on. His big yeah. brother experience. He's doing a lot more now. Yeah, look, Mike's an actor background, and so he's got a lot of insights to share around the performance, whether it's on stage or for the camera. So if you're uh, appearing on stage, you know there's a physicality to what you do. So at Professional Speakers Australia convention this year, he delivered a cool presentation. Is working on more content around that too, around your physicality and physical comedy. He's a really funny, very engaging character. He is really into aliens too and it's got a lot of other podcast content around that that there was a little yeah rabbit warren one of my old program directors would have called it we just chased a few rabbits down that during the podcast that was cool um but yes and and as well that you know mike's an a professional mc so for a couple of events over in sydney and melbourne um he's been the mc for instance at a gig i did for eubank recently and he's got this amazing capacity to just bring energy and excitement to every event that he's a part of and so he had a lot of insights on that oh and voiceover artistry as well being a voice actor you know there's a huge industry for voiceover artists if you think that's gone you know a lot of people thought radio jobs and media jobs were going to be eradicated no they're getting bigger and bigger bigger you know um video games need voiceover artists and and actors so yeah he's got a course um, and if you listen to the podcast you can get access to that course for free yeah, he, he's amazing. I love the voiceover part. I think, you know, his ability to, to do those and, and and the fact that he was able to pivot during COVID mm. with, uh, I, I think, was it the Tiger King that was sent to prison and they he was sending out these videos oh, of, yeah. or voiceovers, of, of, you know, to, to people. And because he did such a good impersonation of him, he was making money hand over fist doing impersonations of that. I think, you know, he, he is one of those great opportunists or I can identify with his entrepreneurial skills to see where this could take him because he, he didn't mm. want that nine to five job. He, he really wanted to be an actor and uh, rolling around and 
Big Brother didn't do him too many favours at the end of the day, so he really had to recreate himself. Well done. Hey, this is one that was really important, and I think for everyone, men and women, uh, representation of women in the media. And uh, we had Victoria Laurie on the program, in fact, in the studio, um, sitting down to talk to us about representation and also to what we can be doing. We are improving, aren't we, Calms? But we are probably not improving uh, when it comes to parity of having female representation. And also, too, we didn't go down too heavy into the pay, but mm. we, we possibly could be doing that. Um, we need to be better at this. Yeah, it's the opportunities that really came up, I think, in the conversation, Nick. Um, Victoria Laurie founded Women in Media because she knew there were some issues that needed to be addressed and Women in Media has now grown. It started in WA, it's grown through Queensland and and now we have the Sydney conference coming up in September. So the first you know, Sydney-based national conference for women in media. And you look at the women in media speaker lineup that is going to be there. It's just incredible. So Victoria, and and we had a discussion with her about how very often women get jobs in media that, that you simply cannot do as you raise a child, for instance, or sometimes you simply cannot do that job because it's only made available to one woman, whereas it's made available to two men. Uh, you know, so there's this this kind of... <laughs> way we're using women in the media we're representing women in a kind of one-dimensional way in the media still and we need to see a bit more change come through on that front we we certainly do and i i I kind of challenged victoria just on when we were talking about women and female sports uh Mm. and uh, victoria just batted it straight back at me too with the fact that you know we do need to we've got we've got one of the best uh, female athletes running around in the, the the world in Samantha yeah. Kerr, and we've got the World Cup sitting here. And uh, I tell you what, that will be a major draw card. But at the end of the day, for women's AFL, etc., we've just got to we've got to embrace it, but we've also got to support it. And I think um, it, that starts at the grassroots levels, and it also starts at the top in the exec room, where we need to see more female representation. Because let's face it. of the audience is female. That's what we have to take. And if you dismiss Mm. those, you dismiss them at your own peril. Yeah, totally. Emily Onriks was on the program. She talked chatbots with us, Calms. And I've got to say, I was a little nervous about that chat because Mm. I really don't like those things much at all. (laughs) And I think she, and this is probably the, uh, very rarely happens, but she changed my mind on it. I, I will I will investigate this over the next 12 months as to whether a chatbot is suitable for my business and, uh, and, and see where it might take us. Yeah, the thing that Amber really pointed out to me is that the big platforms like Meta are investing in their own versions of these chatbot platforms and when chatbots are used well, they are really effective. You know, they can help you scale so that the inquiries that you get from everyday punches are handled effectively, quickly. They're filtered off in the right direction without you even physically having to do a thing. And yeah, when they're done well, users actually benefit. And that's what we want, don't we? We want that user experience to be improved and we want our business or yeah. organisation to be viewed as one that is easy to engage with. I mean, if you think about it, banks are doing chatbots and they're taking the time to get it right. And they're one of those big organisations that we use you know, very often in our day-to-day lives. So I think 
as even as small business operators, you've got to follow that through. And yeah, Amber is doing some really good work. So definitely check out what she's got going on there with Ad Social. Uh, it's a great episode. Yeah, it is a good episode. And the other thing I, I think I, I sort of came clean with on during that podcast was that I'm a big fan of the FAQs, the frequently asked questions. And mm. I actually can't believe I said that out loud because I do. That's the first thing I read on anyone's website. Oh, and that's yeah. where you can convert those chatbots to, um, to, to, to an FAQ and get mm. a bit smarter with it because, look, it's difficult to get people's um, attention and when you've got it, you've got to hold on to it. And I think the other thing I did learn is that the people are more willing to speak to AI or to speak to something at the other end that may not necessarily be a human if they get the results thereafter. Hmm. And um, that's that's really, really important. Now, here's one that you didn't participate in, Carmen, and it was the Adelaide special. Love it. Um, you missed your flight to Adelaide to get over to do the, <laughs> the local one. But I had uh, Lee, Lee McCluskey and Richard Miller uh, in the studio uh, out at Crispin Co in uh, Adelaide and uh, I wanted to dive deep to find out what is it about Adelaide and Adelaide business and Adelaide media. Do you know what I found out, Carms? Yeah, what have you learned during your time in Adelaide and from these two experts? Oh, look, well, Lee McCluskey is a media giant. She is a media hero. She was the host of Today Tonight on Channel 7. She was a, a 5AA uh, regular presenter, also too on the ABC. In mm-hmm. fact, I remember back in the days when I was in the media monitoring industry, we would monitor Lee's program and uh, and her, all her interviews. It was Her name was well known to me well before I got to Adelaide. And Richard Miller runs a little company called Crispin Co in the marketing space and a bit of a marketing guru, um, has a little company called iPoddy as well, which I've done a little bit of work with. These two gave me the inroads to Adelaide and I don't think it's too dissimilar to many other cities very yep. different to Melbourne and Sydney. Melbourne and Sydney has a particular way about it. Not too different to Perth. Mm. But the one thing with Adelaide is that Adelaide's uh, Adelaide businesses and, and business experts tend to be a little bit more conservative, okay. a little bit more risk averse. But once you connect with them and do something, you know, uh, build and get their trust, you're in, you're in for good. And mm. I think that was a it was a sort of an, an eye opener. It's a little bit easier to get into the Adelaide market, um, but you really do have to work at it. And uh, look, they they gave me the inroads there to it. They are proud, and they're mm. proud and they're passionate about being South Australians, like any any city actually is. But um, they are a little different, obviously, to the east and the west coast, and uh, they like to do their things the way they like to do it. Yeah, no one likes to have an assumption made about them, do they? So at the end of the day, it pays to understand the nuances of the city or the state that you want to engage with in a business sense and get to know them. So yeah, I think if you've got a desire to be heard on Adelaide media or to do business in Adelaide, that's going to be a really important listen. There's been so many good highlights to the last six months that we've had in this podcast. Well, was, I'm it's enjoying been a lot it. of fun, hasn't it? Yeah. It has. It's been it's been good, and and just recently we had Anthony Anthony Damasi on, uh, an architect, uh, sustainability expert. I've I found Anthony really really engaging, and um, you will recall, Carms, that I did ask him three questions off the cuff hmm. without notice, 
because I wanted to make a little bit of a point, not just with him, but with all the professional services that are running around there, that they are important in the conversation. They might not necessarily jump out and say, hey, this is, I've got to have a vision, I've got to have an opinion on this. But when he gave that, it was just, it was remarkable. It was refreshing. It was new. It was great to hear because I think it's it's it tends to be politicians that tend to deal with topics of local and state government. It tends to be um, uh, builders or anything like that that are talking about the built environment. Mm. But talking to an architect, we get a different perception. We get a different view, a different look. A different lens, if you like. Yeah, kind of a more academic overall viewpoint that Anthony is very skilled at distilling into a very commercially accessible way. You know, he really do, um, chops up that information in a very conversational delivery style and he wasn't afraid to have a few opinions when he gave him those popular topics, you know, one of those being the the cash stimulus that we see into the building industry every time our country goes into any kind of recession and just what happens afterwards, which I think as the voting public, we're all well aware, leads to housing crises and we're experiencing one right now. So that is a hot topic in the media. It's a hot topic as a result of cost of living as well for pretty much everyone in the country. So smart media will have heard Anthony and done something on that, I hope. And, and I think as well, smart service providers need to think a little more creatively about their viewpoint and its relevance to the story and know that the producers are looking for different voices if you just give them yourself, give them a bit of access to you. Yeah, it's it's just putting your hand up, say that you've got a position on it. And I think mm. I loved it because Anthony is, and I, I can see Anthony being a very uh, strong voice for the future and, and I hope he does it's an encouragement to everyone in professional services. And I mean, anyone that has, uh, a, a, you know, a, a degree, contract, something that, that is, is probably not necessarily the the natural means to getting out to media, the natural communicator, mm. f- investigate, find out if you have that ability because uh, it's such a refreshing voice and it's an opinion and position that needs to be heard. And, and to your point during that podcast, Comes, you said if you if you're not talking about it, if you're not saying it, someone else will, mm. and uh, that is a real that's an alarm bell for everyone. Don't let others take over the voice that you should be having a voice on. Um, I think the last one of the series here is is one that I think that I don't think I've had a podcast like this before. Comes in in all the times that we've been doing this, I don't think. Uh, check the video out of it. Mm. I don't think I've been in more just intent listening and leaning in like I did with Alison Braun. Um, we will all remember Alison Braun from being in the third series of The Biggest Loser and the attention and the transformation, not just physically but also to mentally what that did to her and and, the, and her ability to speak about it now. I... I I was pretty caught up with it, Carms. I, I've got to say it's still very even raw with me and we really only scratched the surface. How did you go with it? Yeah, I was really drawn by what Ali had to say. I know that she'd experienced some difficult times post 
Australia's Biggest Loser. I was producing radio back when she was on that show. So, you know, this was before we had all the online channels to absorb us and to distract us from television. Alison was one of the most famous people in the country for a few good years there. She's up there with Reggie Bird for being a person who Australia latched onto and loved and then punished and then had a different kind of relationship with for many, many years. And she dives right into the the mental experience really that went alongside with this physical transformation experience she talks about the impacts on her family um she talks really candidly Mm. about everything that happened to her in the last 15 years she's got a beautiful outcome in that she is so healthy and happy today but it hasn't always been that way and has so many just really really important insights that that was so that were fresh. There were things that you haven't seen or read before in a glossy magazine that you will hear in this podcast episode if you haven't listened yet. Yeah, we we got very deep. We got very and and Alison was so giving during mm. this conversation, and it was something that she was prepared to go. She she said there was no holding back on on a lot of the things that have affected her life, her family, uh, her friends, and and the transformation. You can see that she's in a very good place now, but it wasn't always that way. Um, but I think the key message out of that, and I, I drew the real positive out of it for any expert or any commentator that's listening to it, is that the reason for Alison's appeal, for Ali's appeal in uh, the reality TV and, and post-reality TV at the beginning was just her natural character, being herself mm. and not being this polished performer that had to do it, but what we didn't know about at the time was the demons that she was facing and and the and and the and the issues she was facing having to try to do that so i think i, I look i've heart, heart hand on heart probably one of the best podcasts i think we've ever done yeah um, if you've ever struggled with people pleasing as uh, i know i have and i know a lot of other women in the media have you and 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 women in general actually and maybe some men too uh, i think ali's got some really good insights into what she learned about herself in that lens uh, imposter syndrome came into it there's so many different themes uh, yeah, I think this is uh, the dawn of a new age for Alison Braun. You're going to see a lot more from her in the weeks and months to come, I imagine, and particularly some of the stories she said shared here. I think she's just launched her speaking career again because mm. uh, she's got a lot to say. And like I said, we only just scratched the surface in that podcast. Well, Carmen Braidwood, as ever, cheapest. I, I love these reviews. I love doing this podcast with you. Um, but gee, we get to talk to some really cool people and gee, they've got some great stories to tell. Yeah, it's been a really good six months. We've had some fantastic stories, some really interesting experts, people in the media. If you're listening and you think that you would suit the the lineup, then why don't you reach out to us? We'd love to hear from people with their pitch to let us know why you should be an expert in the media or on the experts podcast. And, and maybe you've got a request. Maybe there's someone you're watching in the media who you'd like to hear from, or there's a particular media that you would like to engage. Maybe we can try and get their attention that way. So put the request through and we'll We'll see what we can do. That's a good idea. And uh, we've had a few of them over our time and uh, mm. always enjoy seeing more of them. Well, thank you for joining us on the Experts Podcast. That was another 
well, we call it a re- I call it a review. You and it's a five star <laughs> review in my eyes. Um, but uh, hmm. uh, it, it, look back on some of the podcasts that we've done and go back and have a listen. And and if I can just tell you one thing, if you haven't listened to the Alison Braun uh, one, go back and have a listen to that. But have a listen to a, quite a few of the others that we've just talked about if hmm. they scratch your itch. And we look forward as ever to having your company when we get to chat to another media or another expert next week. We'll see you next week. Ta-da. You've been listening to The Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. If you'd like to get in contact with the team, head to mediastable.com.au.